0: Stammer Show is a podcast about stammering. We interview people who stammer, talk about all interesting things. We hope such a dialogue will promote everyone's understanding of the stammering. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the podcast, Stammer Show. Today, our guest is Hamish. Hamish is a friend that I met in the Toastmaster Meetup in London. And he also participates frequently in the London Stammering Meetup which is also a self-help activity between stammers, organized by British Stammer Association. So Hamish, could you give a short introduction about yourself?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so my name's Hamish. I'm uh, 26 and, uh, I'm currently living in London, although I'm originally from Scotland. So, um, yeah, I've been active in the kind of stuttering scene in London, I guess, for about two years now. Um uh been part of a Toastmasters club called King's Speakers, which is where I met r- Wrong. And um, yeah, uh, I'm excited to be here on the podcast.
0: That's yeah, for that don't know about this uh, stammering association. It's uh, a kind of national-wise association uh, that o- organized by the BSA that in this um, in Britain. And uh, another association is called Toasted Master. It's kind of public speaking training organization. Could we say about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Toastmaster itself is not actually for people who's tutter it's just a kind of general public speaking kind of organization um but the club that i started going to in london uh king's speakers um is actually for people who stutter so uh it's uh kind of i think it was started maybe I want to say like 10 years ago, maybe. I think it's been going for quite a, for quite a while now. Um, I think it was started by people who's Tutter and it's kind of branched out a bit. So it's also including people with like social anxiety or just people who in general, uh, maybe would have like a fear of public speaking for whatever reason. Uh, I think we have something like 50 members now. So it's kind of grown huge. Um, and yeah, it's, uh yeah, it's a really fun club. Um, we've been meeting over uh, Zoom now uh, basically every week. So it's been pretty, uh it's been pretty intense. Uh, I've done like three or maybe like t- two or three speeches over the last uh, f- 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 few weeks. So I'm really like taking advantage of this lockdown to kind of practice my Yeah, it's
0: kind of a very special Toastmaster activity Because uh, I searched on the internet when I came to London. I did an internship there uh, last year in fact So it's kind of special because it's like one of the three uh, like Toastmaster activity worldwide that uh, designed for the people with some uh, speech uh, Problems, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's one of I think they say one of three or four. So uh, it's one of the few, yeah.
0: Yeah. So the idea is uh, they give like a quite quite supportive and this helpful environment for the people uh, that who have these uh, social anxieties to give them opportunity to go on the stage, right? To practice.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, Uh, it's a very welcoming, kind of place. So I remember the first time I actually showed up, uh, you know, everyone was so friendly, like I was greeted by like, so many enthusiastic people. And um, I felt just kind of like, uh, like I really kind of uh, felt it.
0: Yeah, that was a great experience, in fact, last year. Yeah. Because now I'm also searching for these kind of activities. Like mm-hmm. uh, public speaking uh, situation or these training programs, but it's hard to find something like really designed for the people with the speech uh, troubles here.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Where are you now, Wrong? Are you in? I'm in mean, Vienna, uh, in Austria. Oh, Vienna. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> That's interesting. So, do they have like a, some kind of? Stuttering Association. Yeah,
0: they have they have the Austria Stuttering Association, but uh, I never participate that firstly because of the language. (laughs) It's a Uh, German. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. That makes it a bit trickier. Yeah,
1: if you've got to speak in another language as well.
0: I start to learn, but it's really hard even for, I mean, for native speakers, I guess, uh, for the uh, stammers. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can imagine
0: yeah so could you could you shortly describe your your work?
1: my work yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm a software engineer and I work at Bloomberg which is a kind of right. finance place um, so my work basically consists of writing code yeah and uh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> I mean uh, it's um, yeah I've been there for about five years now so actually quite a long time okay. and I started just after university so okay. my first kind of proper job uh but yeah it's actually been quite an interesting job as well uh get a good amount of opportunity to kind of travel and go to conferences and stuff so
0: yeah so to enjoy your work because i'm also like writing codes I'm i'm uh, doing a lot of research and reading these documents and uh I mean, like fifty percent of my daily work is writing code, but sometimes I feel quite bored. You know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's the thing. It's like uh, it kind of depends what you're working on, right? I mean, uh, some programming is fun if you're writing something from scratch. It's like a creative sort of enjoyable thing. But then there's other kinds of programming where it's just like you're trying to, you know, like. You're trying to find a bug, or you're trying to maintain some some horrible old code that's not been touched in like ten years, and that's you know that's yeah. less fun.
0: But for yeah. me, the thing that I found is bored because it's lack of communication. You know, it's kind of sitting in front of the computer, yeah. and. Uh, sometimes sitting there for eight hours per day and you <laughs> don't talk <laughs> yeah i feel that actually
1: i think that's the quite nice thing about uh about what i have in my team uh it's actually quite a kind of close-knit sort of team so we have like pretty frequent meetings and stuff um, and uh yeah i would say i spend about maybe like two or three hours a day on meetings which okay. which is probably not great because it means my actual productivity is low but uh no, I mean, uh, yeah, I think we do quite a lot of like chat in our team, but I guess it really depends what sort of environment you work in. So if you're more kind of a solo programmer, just working on a project by yourself, then yeah, that that could get quite.
0: Yeah, kind of, uh... exactly. But for me, I feel like working in the teams could help me like uh, to generate more ideas. In fact, mm. I don't know. I'm like inner myself is kind of a communication guy, <laughs> but because the stammer thing, it's like hinder me to talk. But um, yeah, I have this feeling, you know, to if if we have meeting, like uh, sometimes it's better to work alone because like people could uh, stimulate you, right? Could give you some ideas. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, like I think you work a lot quicker if you can like bounce ideas off of someone else, right? You kind of talk through your thoughts and you get to a, a kind of ideal solution much quicker that way because you can kind of ask questions and you can kind of get other people's point of view and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you said your work needs a lot of communication communication probably like two or three hours per day. So do you feel a trouble, like um, difficult to communicate with people because of the stammering stuff?
1: That's a good question, actually. I guess when I started at my job, I definitely struggled more um, because I was kind of new to the team. um, And I was also kind of, I was like avoiding uttering a lot as well so i wouldn't speak up and that kind of thing but i guess in the last like two or three years i've kind of become more of a kind of core part of the team and i've also started to kind of try to address my uttering as well so just kind of speaking up more and and no longer avoiding and that kind of thing so i guess that's kind of made communication a lot easier now um but yeah i think it definitely was a problem at first but it's now less of a problem i mean if i'm just speaking to my kind of my kind of immediate teammates then it's not even something that i yeah. think about you know it's like not an issue yeah i guess if i have to present to like people <laughs> i don't know then it becomes more of an issue or if yeah. i have to present to like loads and loads of people then yeah. it's more of a problem um so this week actually uh i think it was yesterday I gave a presentation on uh, some, some technology that I'd written, uh, I think that was to about 50 people. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So that's the kind of more kind of stressful speaking situations. Although actually that, that went pretty well as well, I thought. So, uh, great. Yeah. Although, (laughs) thanks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, if it is still something that kind of makes me stressed, but, I don't kind of avoid things anymore. I will just like, choose to, yeah. yeah.
0: In fact, I have the same similar feeling because I joined the company last year in September. So at first few months, I feel very, how you say, hold back of talking and also mm. speaking to the colleagues, you know, yeah. and uh, to make a presentation is just impossible for me at the beginning, I mean. But when I get used to that environment and get to know better about the colleagues uh, and it's getting better right now. Yeah.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess I don't know if I change company or change a job, I could go around the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: guess maybe if you change jobs frequently enough, then eventually you would get comfortable with like changing jobs. Eventually you'd like lose the, kind of the kind of the kind of fear of being someone new, you know, and then you just wouldn't care anymore. Yeah. I don't know though, I think that's quite interesting because that's definitely something I find basically any kind of new situation that I'm not, I haven't previously experienced, my tiring gets a lot worse. And I kind of wonder if that's because like, more of my brain power is being spent on kind of like calculating, (laughs) you know, what's happening here, you know, what's the way to act here and that kind of stuff. and then. Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe, like then maybe that makes my speech worse, mm. or maybe it's more just that it's a lot of people I don't know, so I'm more anxious about like making making a good first impression or whatever, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true, because all those things goes around like unconsciously, right? Mm. I I don't know. It's the person that uh, we met at the first time could uh, judge us because we're afraid like uh, people like giving the people like first impression that we are the stammer probably will affect us in the long run i don't know yeah Mm -hmm. probably this kind of impression will make me make us scared about yeah yeah
1: yeah it's interesting it probably goes back to like you know like childhood kind of experiences around kind of like maybe feeling like a fool when like speaking up in class or in like talking yeah. to someone new for the first time. And then that kind of like, even though that's no longer like a proper fear now, it's tells something we have kind of buried in our subconsciouses. So we yeah. still kind of have that present there.
0: It is quite interesting because I spent my childhood <laughs> uh in mm. fact until twenty twenty four 24 years in china and mm. then i also had this education in these uh, chinese schools you know and uh, the interesting thing it's uh when i when i was in this primary school and uh, during the class i i cannot speak but uh, my teacher and the students uh, my classmates actually they they didn't know about st- this the st- Stammering, yeah, and they don't understand, and they don't know how to treat it. So, and they uh, just—I remember when I was quite young, like uh, ten years old. Like after one class, just uh, my teacher just asked me to go to their office, and she told me, "Like, can you stop stammering?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's rough. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I guess she was thinking like I was just making funny, you know.
1: Oh right. <laughs> yeah,
0: because she didn't understand why I behave like that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm always kind of surprised by re- reactions like that. I mean, clearly, if someone is like seems to be struggling to speak, then they're probably not doing it f- uh, for a joke. It's probably yeah. some kind of problem.
0: Yeah. That they have. Right? It, I mean, that seems it kind is. of
1: obvious, but
0: yeah. I don't know. I guess because the environment and also the, for example, in UK that we have this uh, British Stammering Association that did a lot of um, work on that, right, Mm. to make people aware that uh, what's the behavior of the Stammering.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But in China, until now, I didn't know, but before... Like uh, I left the China and to go abroad to work and to start since uh 2011 and uh, at that time. And before that, there's no like a former and official uh, Organization. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: So It's I interesting. That. Yeah. Yeah. So what if I found in uh, yeah,
1: if I always, uh, kind of thought, I guess uh I guess in the UK there's quite a lot of like stammering people in kind of like TV and kind of you know, really? films and yeah, I mean not kind of actual people who's s but just like just like characters, you know. Uh okay. So I think that kind of like probably probably makes people more aware that okay. uh hammerers actually exist at least so at least in the UK people know about hammerings so it's not like a huge shock to anyone although it's mostly kind of treated in a sort of comedic sort of way so it's not exactly like people are kind of you know that kind of of, um, aware of it but
0: I mean, it's very individual reaction that I I had when I was 10 years old, but most of people are kind. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just, there's no such like, uh, such, such kind of uh, big social awareness in Mm. these European countries. For example, I stayed also in France for a few years. Mm. So they also have a very well organized association there. For example, in in each cities they organize these self help activities, and they also have these um, therapists. Yeah. I mean, very good. So, um, actually, I consulted uh, for some of them. I I think it was quite helpful that those therapists I never. And never known in China, yeah. So I know that in European country, if the family uh, uh, like discovered that their kids have this stammering problem, they will send them to these uh, therapies soon, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's the normal thing. Yeah, like if your kid has a stammer, they tend to get like speech therapy or something either yeah. through school or they'll get it through their GP or something like that.
0: Yeah, but in China, it is not, not like that because I was treated like, um, I was sent to the psychologist <laughs> ah. <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they did some like a cycle analysis, you know, to, wow. to ask me your questions. What, what I, what happened to my, uh, childhood.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Wow. what age uh, were you when this happened?
0: Well, quite old. I was like almost 20 years old.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh,
0: (laughs) I was quite, quite old because my family, my family, they didn't aware about these, uh, these things. They just saw it's like common thing. Like when I, for example, they think when I growing old, these things will Disappear by itself, yeah. So. I think lots
1: of people think that, yeah, that's really a common view. I mean, okay. I think it's true as well for quite a lot of kids. So, I think kids between the ages of like two or five, um, something like four out of five kids will grow out of s- stammering. So, it's not a crazy thing to think, but uh, obviously, it's not true for everyone,
0: yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So let's change another topic because we are discussing about the work. Now it's a special time, right? You know, because Mm, of the COVID-19, everyone is working from home, right?
1: We are indeed. Yeah. Are you? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yes. I'm working from home as well. Uh, yeah. I I think I've been working from home for like two months now. Really? Yeah. Um, since the start of Actually, I'm not sure if it's the start of April, or yeah. if it was the start of March, but it was one of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, I've already lost track of my months. Yeah. Uh, completely, because uh, yeah. you kind of lose track of all time with this, uh, with this like quarantine and stuff. But yeah, no, I've been working from home, um, which is yeah, which is not too. Bad, actually. I find it quite easy. Really? Um, yeah, like I miss seeing my colleagues in person because, uh, you know, it's always fun just to have a chat. But um, yeah, so that's one of the things you sort of miss. I miss the pantry as well. Just, uh, <laughs> so my work has got this kind of like free sort of snacks, yeah, which of course <laughs> I can no longer have. So I'm just sat at home. I'm like... I'm having a look in my fridge and i've got like nothing you know like all i have is some milk or something I'm like oh man come on
0: could you ask your office administrative to send some of this paper that's what i should do podcast. yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly i might like put in a request they can exactly. send uh, <laughs> yeah they can send over us uh, yeah one with some snacks yeah yeah no it's been uh, yeah I guess for people in jobs like mine it's not been too disruptive because it's easy to work from home and you can just like continue
0: exactly your life
1: I guess uh, for quite a lot of other people it won't be like that it'll be much more uh, I'll have a huge impact on them and uh, yeah I guess we're pretty uh, uh, fortunate.
0: Yeah, for our job, right, because uh, software engineer or these IT uh, jobs, you can work from everywhere, I guess, if you have the internet connection. So do you find it's hard, like, working online, for example, if you have meetings, like this video conference? Because for me, personally, I found it's face-to-face, like, communication, it's easier, because without um you could use like different uh, communication skills right if you cannot talk if you like uh, block your speech for a long time you could write but uh, i found like sometimes online conference is hard because the only way to explain to your um uh, like the only way to communicate people is to speak (laughs) yeah exactly
1: um Yeah, that's an interesting point i guess i mean it's not something i've really noticed too much i find it's about the same uh for me i find it the same kind of communicating over a video conference as talking face to face uh for some reason i find the phone much harder though
0: yeah but i think if i can see the other person's
1: face then it's the same really
0: you know, I have this drawing board, you know, I don't know how to call it. It's uh, probably uh, this tablet, yeah, which helps yeah. me to, to communicate. If I cannot, uh, sometimes it's hard to, to speak, then I just draw something or write on that. So oh, I okay. can share my screen and I could uh, just write, yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think there is something true about that. Like if you know that you have another way to communicate, then it takes the pressure off you like yeah you're no longer solely having to rely yeah. just on your voice so you feel more
0: relaxed exactly is you when you have different ways you know you think there's um the cushion i don't know how to call it like uh uh a, 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 like something you can resort to right
1: exactly yeah, yeah.
0: So we we talk about like a presentation. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you also need to do some presentations like in front uh, 50 people. So you also think, okay, this kind of communication is harder than daily communication between the colleagues, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you have some um, um, method to prepare for this kind of presentation like to uh, reduce your uh, nervous. <laughs> that's a good question. Actually,
1: I guess one of the main things I do is I uh, I try to make sure that the content um, is really good, good, g- good. So if I know that the content is good, then I have sort of more trust that. Yeah. I don't have to rely completely on myself because i know exactly. that i've written something that's quality um, and that people should appreciate so, that anyway so okay i guess that's one of the things um the other thing as well is um i'm not sure actually um i guess most of the things i do are kind of psychological in nature so i'll at the start of the presentation i'll just make some like like I just try and make some friendly (laughs) conversation and stuff Uh, just because it kind of like sets everyone sets everyone at ease so it's like everyone's just friends and like everyone's just here to have a chat you know so it's less of a kind of big kind of uh, formal presentation. I think if I felt like it was a big kind of formal important thing then I would struggle more and I would touch more Whereas if I feel like I'm just like chatting about some topic to a bunch of people, then it's more relaxed, I guess.
0: Yeah. So the first uh, method is you are kind of uh, prepare everything to make the content of the presentation very well prepared. And the second way, just make this ambient, for example, in the presentation hall or place more, friendly right
1: yeah exactly
0: great i guess that's
1: hard to achieve sometimes because the setup will be more formal
0: so in that (laughs) case i'm not sure what i would do yeah Uh, yeah it's hard right
1: yeah that is true i guess you'd have to kind of maybe like crack a joke or something right at the start
0: but uh yeah that's also hard like uh do you normally prepare a joke the no <laughs> no i don't uh, <laughs>
1: i probably should put in some more jokes but uh yeah. so far they're kind of dry but, for me uh, it's
0: hard it's just yeah. hard because if you screwed up your joke you are making that situation worse <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true that's true yeah i kind of feel like it's much much easier to make jokes and stuff like in a situation where you've where you already feel comfortable so if i'm talking to just my team then i can make jokes i can just like talk about anything pretty much because i feel so relaxed but uh yeah if i'm talking to a bunch of people that i don't know then i think i'd feel a lot more a lot more nervous about making a joke and uh, yeah
0: yeah. exactly yeah so talking about the preparation preparation of the presentation so you said you are making the content well organized so does it mean like you do very well for the slides and you you are kind of prepare all the details of the slides right
1: yeah i think to some extent um i guess by making the content good i mean actually tell people something that they want to know like Mm -hmm. something interesting actually try and teach them something um like try to make it something which will actually make them want to listen Mm -hmm. so like i try to include a lot of interesting kind of facts and stuff Mm -hmm. and sort of explain my thoughts Mm -hmm. behind things Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that i think can be can be pretty useful as well is to explain a lot of things through graphics. So if you have yeah. a lot of like uh, graphics to kind of explain things, then it makes it less about just kind of dry mm-hmm. kind of words and more about kind of like the concepts and ideas and mm-hmm. things, which I think can also just help uh, just to make a good presentation.
0: Yeah. For me, I used to prepare the presentation like this way. I prepare very well the slides. Then I write down all the notes, you know, mm-hmm. like all the words I need to say during the presentation. But as soon as I did this, I found it's making the presentation harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: interesting. Well, that's the thing. So and yeah. I prepare the slides, I'm not really preparing the words that I say. So I don't actually say what's written on the slide. So the slide will have some kind of shortened form of everything. And then I'll actually sort of explain things in more depth. So it's like I'm making up what I'm saying as I go along. So I have more of a kind of outline of what I want to say, but the actual words that I do say will be more kind of Improvised
0: yeah, it's kind of mixed like improvisation and the uh, where preparing is Yeah, Beca- you have to kind of yeah, yeah For me, I found it's interesting for me because if I prepare every detail every words Then I just kind of lost I try to memorize all this all the words I'm going to say right Then yeah. if I don't remember it I start to become nervous right yeah then i just uh, lose the track (laughs) yeah yeah
1: i think that's the problem if you've prepared it so well then then if you mess up a small bit then suddenly yes you're completely thrown off
0: exactly yeah
1: whereas if you're just making everything up then you're safe just to kind of skip to the next slide and just like pick up Mm. whatever point you kind of want to start at yeah Actually, that's something that I've also been doing for... Yeah, so I've actually... Yeah, so for... Yeah, so I guess I'm changing the subject here slightly, but uh, for King Speakers, the last two speeches I did, I basically Mm -hmm. took uh, the exact opposite approach. So for the first speech, I prepared nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I literally just wrote down three... Maybe three or four kind of main points mm-hmm. that I wanted to hit on. Um, and I just wrote them on my hand, and then the whole content of the speech was just kind of completely made up. Well, um, <laughs> which was interesting because it because it because it makes you feel really like spontaneous and stuff. So it's yeah. just like you're having a chat and you're just kind of making up a lot of randoms tough and you can throw in lots of like jokes and stuff and you can make it feel really kind of you know just kind of spontaneous in that way so that's quite a fun approach as well
0: yeah
1: then the second speech I Mm -hmm. did uh which is the more recent one I did the opposite so I actually prepared basically Mm -hmm. the entire content of the speech um all the sentences that I wanted To say etc which was which which i guess made something that was less kind of spontaneous feeling but it was um i guess it was in more kind of it was more kind of technical and detailed so it's quite hard to be spontaneous about that kind of stuff
0: so that's interesting so which one do you prefer? Like the first one to give you more freedom to improvise or the second one is more like organized to think a lot of things before. I mean, which one makes you feel better during the presentation?
1: I think definitely the first one I feel better (laughs) presenting. Yeah, I mean, you you just feel like you're just like making stuff up and having a chat. And yeah, I definitely stammer less. Uh, if I'm just spontaneously speaking. So that definitely makes me feel better. Although I think you have to be able to, to do both, right? Because there are plenty of situations in life where you just have to say a certain thing. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I think you need to practice them both really and be able to be comfortable with yeah. delivering a kind of precisely prepared speech and also just making up stuff as well.
0: Yeah, from my experience is making up stuff, it's really difficult for me. For example, if I go to the shop and to buy something or ask for some details for mm. something in the shop, i if I just um, stand there and start to say something, I always cannot find the right words. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. 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 So, so in that case, are you... So in that case, is the problem that you can't think of what to say. It's not that yeah. you're stammering exactly. It's more like you can't yeah. think of what to say.
0: Yeah, I guess it's also because the fear of stammering makes me forget what to say. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know?
1: I know and, what you yeah. mean about that.
0: And also, I found another thing, uh, because we had a lot of this online video conference recently I and mean, during the work, and I found the thing is the stammering is not just um how how to say that, it's something like hinders us to thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because to think. yeah, because you stammer and then you are like physically you lose some oxygen, I guess. Mm. And then this kind of physical reaction that could hinders you to, to think more. And your kind of your thoughts is also stammered.
1: Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense because you've been taken out of your train of thought, right? Like you've been thinking about something and speaking and then you have a block and then your thoughts move more to your speech than your thoughts. You know what I mean? Like you start to think, oh no, I've had a block. This is terrible, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, but... For me, I didn't think I had a blog. The problem is just after I had the blog, I feel really um, tired. Mm. You know, I feel really tired. And I I try to concentrate on the topic, for example. Yeah. I try to concentrate on what I should say or what's the logic of the conversation. But then I just lost.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. Yep, I kind of know what you mean. I kind of wonder if that's because stammering kind of causes quite an emotional reaction
0: exactly for us
1: that that kind of takes over everything (laughs) yeah it like it puts you in that kind of fight or flight mode
0: where you're no
1: longer thinking clearly about stuff
0: yeah so that's why sometimes i like to work individually because on this moment just myself right with my code (laughs) (laughs) and then this thought is very fluent and you don't need to like react with people you don't need to deal with this negative um, emotions yeah
1: interesting yeah i kind of agree with that yeah it's interesting because i guess the situation in which i start at least would be talk well no the situation in which I feel most comfortable stuttering would be with my family. But I feel like I actually stutter more with them sometimes because I'm really? not making an effort to not stutter, you know? Okay. Like, it's like I don't care anymore. So I'm just going to yeah. speak. And whatever comes out, that's fine. But I guess in that situation, I feel like my thoughts are very clear exactly. because I don't care about st- stuttering at all. So I'm just literally thinking whatever I want to think. And there's no kind of interruption to my thoughts in that case.
0: And do you feel like your stuttering pattern is different, for example, with your colleagues and your families?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I guess, I guess with my family, maybe I stutter more severely because I'm not trying to hide it as much whereas with my colleagues i may be trying to kind of make it seem less kind of severe or kind of i want to come across like stuttering is less of a problem for me so i kind of will use more i don't know if you'd say techniques but i'm kind of making more of an effort to like stutter more fluently i guess Uh if that makes sense
0: Yeah, but that's quite interesting, because for a lot of people, if you are like, relaxed, if you don't care about stutter, you just stutter Less. Mm. And uh, yeah, if you really care about your stuttering and you are like uh, purposely to make your speech more fluent, and it sometimes sometimes gives you uh, like opposite effect, right? Mm -hmm.
1: I think that's definitely true. I think you have to be really careful. Yeah, it's hard to put it into words, but uh, I think you have to be really careful. (laughs) It's not like I'm kind of trying to avoid stuttering when I talk to my colleagues, but it's like I'm trying to manage it in some way. It's like I'm being kind of more vigilant about how I speak. So, So I wouldn't say it's really avoiding stuttering. Okay. But it's kind of I don't know I'm just doing something slightly different okay it's quite it's quite interesting actually because um, yeah I feel sometimes when I have a lot of pressure to not stutter suddenly I'll be completely fluent like yeah it's really weird situations actually like um, I was talking to we had like a family get-together thing uh, about three months ago <laughs> and uh, I was, talking to, I was t- talking to some family members that I'd not spoken to in, in a long time. And for some reason, I was like extremely fluent when <laughs> to them. And I'm not sure like why that was at all. Like, yeah. no logic in it, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was strange. But I thought, hey, this is quite, quite, q- 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 quite interesting. You know, I should make a note of this. I should figure out what's happened here, so I can yeah. replicate it. But you know, uh, it's like everything, it's hard to know what factors exactly yeah. played into that, you know?
0: I mean, the brain itself is quite a, a magic, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: very much, huh.
0: It kind of, it has the own consciousness there and it could react to different situations. Like, mm. uh, we cannot control
1: it. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. I think that's the problem with all those kind of trying to control things is that once you start trying to control things, you've engaged this other part of the brain that's kind of tense and kind of not kind of in favor of like, like spontaneity and like fluidity, you know? Yeah. Once you start to kind of try to do something, then you've engaged this part of the brain that's very focused on making things mm-hmm. like like strict and correct and stuff and i think that part of the brain really does badly with st- hammering. like it just causes way more st- st- hammering, right yeah exactly. And it's, yeah. yeah it's quite hard to give that yeah to like once you start to activate that kind of like controlling part of the brain it's very hard to switch it off because yeah it, because the the act of switching it off, you actually try to use that same part of the brain to switch itself off. You know, like you're saying. Mm, yeah. Mm, oh, I've got to stop controlling things, but that but that thought in itself is a, like a controlling, controlling thought, you know, <laughs> yeah. so you're kind of screwed.
0: Yeah, it's kind of this uh, paradox, right? It is, yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, I just recently listened to a podcast that they are interviewed some uh, the researchers for the, the this uh, stammering from the United States, and they did some research on this genetic aspect mm. of the stammering. They said, like, uh, there's a lot of possibility that you are if your grandfather or grandmother or your father or your mother is stammering and mm-hmm. you probably will get this stammering but i didn't find any clue in my family
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting
0: so i don't know if it's the case for you does you, in your family there's other members has this stammering problem
1: yeah but i have quite a few actually yeah. um so i have them on both my mother's side and my father's side um so on my father's side i've got a cousin who stars then on my mother's side i okay have an uncle who okay. stars so i have like like twice the chance basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm screwed, you know <laughs> yeah but uh i mean the possibility i don't know they're just doing this um with a small scale study so it's cannot uh, might not uh, be generalized to the large population so Mm.
1: yeah no i think Uh, that's something that's definitely true i think that's been replicated a lot of times in lots of studies so that's one of the things that's certainly true
0: yeah
1: i think i uh i listened to quite an interesting podcast recently actually where they were talking about the genetics of stuttering and they'd managed to link it to some kind of gene that was responsible for the creation of the connecting matter. So basically, uh-huh. in the brain, you have matter that actually forms the the kind of parts that actually like process uh-huh. stuff, and then you have matter that forms the like connecting parts. And apparently, the gene that's associated with stuttering is responsible for creating the connections. So it might be something about
0: interesting, yeah.
1: The, the like connections between the various parts of the brain are just not strong enough, or something, basically yeah. to handle the the complexities of speech, or something yeah. like that. At because least, a lot uh, of
0: people, yeah, that's interesting. Because a lot of people thought like stuttering is just uh, the psychological problem, right? It just mm. because you are re- react to this nervous situation that then, then you start to stammering but actually it's kind of physical it's it's kind of combination of physical or genetic and also these uh, psychological problems yeah.
1: yeah yeah i'd say it's probably all three as well like uh it's probably that we have some kind of inherent problem that can lead to stuttering and then because of the way we react to stuttering psychologically then it makes it worse i guess it might be part of the might be part of the problem
0: great so i have a last question for you oh, yeah. if you stop stammering for the rest of your life like from today you stop stammering then what yeah. would what Will you do will you change, change your work to find some work like more challenging or like requires more speech skills or you just continue your life like yeah, that's that? a good question yeah I mean I
1: feel like whatever the answer is then I should be doing that now anyway right because if my answer <laughs> is yes I would completely change my life then it kind of suggests that I should change my life anyway you know that there's no reason not not changed my life now but yeah no i mean i think i would i I think the 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 main problems i have now are just like speaking to random people that i don't know so i would definitely like speak to a lot more people and just like try to make more friends with with people because um i feel like i'm way too like cautious right now like i always stick to talking to, to the same people the
0: yeah
1: people i know and that kind of stuff although clearly that is something that i could change yeah. change now anyway so i probably should <laughs> be doing this
0: um, yeah maybe
1: yeah as far as the job goes i mean i quite enjoy my job like Great. i think i've always been into like technology and i've been messing with computers since i was a kid so i don't think it's something that i've gone into because i feared talking although it probably plays a small part in it though Um, Uh I definitely remember like when I was a kid I wanted to be well I wanted to be all kinds of shit but uh, the main things that I wanted to be I think I wanted to be a filmmaker for quite a long time so great I was really into like (laughs) uh, all these random uh, uh, films and stuff and I would watch um, all these uh, foreign films on tv okay late at night and that kind of stuff and uh yeah that just caught me like really uh thinking a lot about well so yeah um i guess it's always a question of like how much of my like job choice is really based on my fear of stuttering and mm-hmm how much of it is a kind of practical choice of like choosing a job where you know you've got like reliable work and stuff Mm -hmm. and you can rely on getting a paycheck every month so yeah yeah, it's kind of tricky although yeah I think um, examining my life choices is something that I should do
0: (laughs) for sure yeah that's interesting thoughts in fact because uh, for some st- stammers, they choose to 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 do this technology work or the IT jobs because they can avoid a lot of communications.
1: Mm.
0: And they can just uh, like sitting in front of the computer and do their own works, right? And uh, like kind of avoid this risk. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's it's smart for the stammers like taking the risk like go out to do more like human communication work because that's not our advantage we might just uh, do the things that we are good at it at, at it right i guess that's
1: kind of true but like you'll never get good at something if you spend your life avoiding it right I mean, yeah, that's uh,
0: also true. Yeah,
1: I think there's lots of timers out there that are like doing very kind of communication oriented kind of jobs and like speak to people a lot. I mean, I don't think it's really a barrier to communication at all. Right. I mean, as as long as you're kind of uh, confident and yeah, open about things, then I think people, I don't think people c- c- care that much. I mean, I think you could, uh, you could do pr- pretty much any job.
0: Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I guess you said you also have some questions for me. Uh,
1: that's a good question. I don't <laughs> know if I do have questions <laughs> for you. <man. laughs>
0: because I didn't because... know
1: how to like prepare any, but, uh, yeah. Yeah no um, yeah um, good question um, so what are you up to at the moment are you still st- st- studying for your PhD? Uh,
0: I finished, PhD or are you working? Okay. I finished my PhD. I finished in in fact the uh, last year, two thousand and nineteen. Okay, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I finished two years ago. In fact, wow. I finished that in Spain. And then I went to London to for this internship. So I spent oh, yeah. like six months, five or six months in London. Yeah, and then then I just got a job. Actually, I because of uh, the company issue, the 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 company that I was working uh, during my internship that has been acquired by another uh, com- company. So they cannot. Uh, do this uh, visa for me,
1: so ah. so
0: I need to find another work.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: that's yeah. yeah. That must
1: be pretty stressful. So, like, are you planning yeah. to, to stay in Austria or go somewhere else?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I wish
1: you luck anyway with that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. life changes so fast. You you don't know because. I, I kind of enjoy my, my, my work here. It's kind of a research work. It's also my specialty. Yeah. Um, doing this research and uh, the speech technology stuff. <laughs> oh, but man. I mean, the work is, is nice and it's interesting. And especially my manager, it's very nice. Yeah. 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 And he's I very. I think you've
1: got a good manager. Well, That's half the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's cool. So I guess yeah. So I guess another question I'd ask you then is: um, Do you feel like you had some job that you would have preferred to do, but you've chosen to go into uh, like like programming? Uh, yeah, for sure. Of speech issues.
0: Well, I really came to like human communication. In fact, if if, if I stop like stammering tomorrow, probably, I will take more responsibility to do this management work, like to Ah, do more like uh, planning and to deal with human issues.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: probably spend more time but I still like, I also like to doing this technical work because I feel like I'm creating something. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, but I agree with that as well. I mean, it's creative.
0: That's yeah. the thing
1: that's uh, enjoyable about it.
0: Yeah, but another thing is, if I think if I could manage a team, that um, you could have more impact. I mean, much mm-hmm. more impact, and also probably you can make the work progress faster because you are like you could implement your idea. You could ask your teammates to do the things that you have designed
1: yeah 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 you can farm out all your work yeah other people right yeah that's the life and then you can just like sit. (laughs)
0: yeah
1: back and relax
0: yeah but i also feel sometimes like um i avoid to do this kind of human communication work is not because of the language or the speaking or the speech skills or this stammering. Mm. It's because I don't know how to do that. Yeah. It's because this human communication, it depends another kind of skill set. And I haven't developed them yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I see what you mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I guess the thing you can do maybe is find some like small way to start yeah, to build exactly. those skills, you know, yeah. maybe like in a smaller team, maybe to, to like to lead a team with just a few people on it, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's prob- probably also the one of the reasons I started to do this podcast. Yeah. It's kind of part-time work. Well, if you look at that, in that that way, right, and you have more opportunity to talk with people
1: exactly and then yeah.
0: probably you could uh like uh manage to pu- publish this podcast than doing some like um advertising work,
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think it makes a lot of sense, I mean you're like putting yourself out there, you're basically like talking about yeah uh. T- 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 tuttering in public so uh, yeah it's completely it's completely gonna kind of uh, kind of like improve your k- 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 communication skills
0: yeah that's great okay hamish so it's a awesome, man. C- pleasure to have you here <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of uh, uh, fun to be here. Um, Yeah, I've had a good time. It's been a really interesting chat.
0: Yeah, so I will definitely participate in the next time the um, meetup. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Please take this
0: opportunity because I guess when the corona virus stops, you're going to uh, organize this no more. Yeah, that's a shame,
1: actually. I guess we might have (laughs) to continue these, uh, maybe some kind of online meetings because it's much more accessible.
0: Exactly. uh, I'm
1: all over the place. Exactly. I think we need to keep it
0: up. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you like our podcast, please subscribe to it on Apple, Google or Spotify podcast channel. See you next time.